Hello and welcome once again to What's Out There, the paranormal podcast from the Out There Paranormal Group. And telling you tales tonight, we have myself, Nigel, and... Myself, Juliet. And we've been away for a little while. We've had a holiday. I know, so we have. Uh, we've not been about since July, but we're back with a vengeance. And I don't know, we've talked about the summer and the summer's now fading into the distance and the autumn's now appearing, but... Mm. I think we should go back to the summer a little bit and okay. tell a few summer tales. So what have you been doing in the holidays, Jules? Gosh, well, I've had my children, as uh-huh. many of you have as well, obviously, um, doing different things with them, trying to keep them entertained and not argue and fight, as kids tend to when they're left alone together. They do love to do that, don't they? Yeah, we've visited. We did Sutton Who. We went to have a look at that, which was fascinating absolutely fascinating. Place. Guys, if you get the opportunity, go and have a look at Sutton Hoo because it really is very, very interesting. Mm, yeah, really Fascinating good. place. So we went to see Sutton Hoo and the stuff they've got there, the treasure and things they've got there that they discovered. Um, we also went to Rendlesham as well. We checked out the UFO yeah. case and I took the boys to Rendlesham Forest um, to see if we could actually find where the UFO was hiding. Did you manage to find one? Alas, not. But we did see a model and we had a very, very long walk through the forest with two boys moaning mm-hmm. because they wanted to go home and game. <laughs> but it was it was a nice walk. It really was a nice walk. But uh, yeah, fascinating. Very but there we go. So mm. our topic for tonight, mm. we're going to be talking about Rendlesham butts. Mm. Not... What you suspected. We're not going to be talking about flying saucers. No, we're not. In fact, we're going to be dipping our fingers into a somewhat fishy tail. Are you going to have fishy fingers? I may well have fishy fingers by the end of this. Oh, well. uh, Miss is indeed. (laughs) (laughs) This is so going to go completely to pieces, isn't it? (laughs) But. Just to be a little bit different, we're touching this time on, I suppose, it's a curious mix of cryptozoology. cryptozoology. Of we haven't done enough cryptozoology. We haven't have done we? any at all. We've it's sort of, one of my favourite subjects. We've mentioned a few things where we talked about Nessie and stuff like that. I but try and get these things in. I know. And you I giggle know. me off. I'm sorry, I can't help it. You know, when I said Nessie could be a ghost. <laughs> Well, it's possible. It could be the ghost of a dinosaur. It could be a dinosaur ghost, I know. We have dog ghosts and cat ghosts. Why can't we have a Nessie ghost? Maybe that's, you know, like I said on the previous podcast, could be why we only see him for, well, some people I should say. I personally have never seen Nessie, but maybe, you know, we only see Nessie or sightings for seconds, minutes. Maybe that's why. Because it's a, oh, you know, I've forgotten the term. My brain is like jelly. You know, when it's a recording of a past event that's not... What, a recording? In yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. What's the word we use for it? I, I don't... My brain's gone to mush. It must be all that food we've had. We've just come back from the pub. <sighs> we've been out for a lovely meal and... Oh, my days. That will come to me in the flash of inspiration later on. But we're going off tangent. We are. Yes. We need to we get back lose. to our fishy, fishy tail. So... <laughs> Nigel and his fishy fingers. So fishy, Nigel. Here what are we, we going to be talking about? <laughs> Mermaids. We're going to actually tell you a story first off about Rendlesham Pond. Mm. Okay, so 
I love mermaids. Oh, let's wind it back. So, like I was saying, you say the name Rendlesham, and Strange Encounters, everyone will think of the famous UFO incident uh, that took place uh, over Christmas in 1980. But Rendlesham, however, has other stories to tell. And here is one of those tales. Rendlesham is not on the coast, but strange as it may seem, it has its own mermaid tale to tell. Okay. I know, you weren't thinking about this, were you? Mm. Mm, okay. In a book called Two Suffolk Friends, published by William Blackwood and Sons, the memories of Robert Hyde's groom, uh, Archdeacon of Suffolk, 1810 to 1889, were contained, including the time he spent at Rendlesham between 1813 and 1815. He recalls, in a ploughed field nearby was a large piece of ground, one with a pond in the middle of it and with many wild cherry trees near it. I can remember how pretty they were with a covering of white blossoms and the grass below full of flowers. But the pond was no ordinary one. It was always called the S Pond, being shaped like that letter I suspect too. So it was a pond of ill repute, perhaps connected with heathen worship. For we were warned never to go near its edge, lest the mermaid should come and pull us in. That's really interesting because when I was at Sutton Who. It was a chap there, it was one of the guides that actually told me about a mermaid at Rendlesham. How strange, and what it old connection. Really fascinating. It really fascinates because I've never heard a case of a mermaid, a Rendlesham mermaid, never heard of it. And yeah, and he said, Did you know about it? Inland as well. I mean, normally they're obviously associated with the coast because they're like a, a nautical thing. Yeah. You know, we've been sort of big, bigging up our fishy towels tonight. So, in a way, it is. A fishy tail, but it's half fish, half person, which is exactly what mermaids are yeah. alleged to be. So, I mean, it could could well have been that this mermaid was was created at Rendlesham to keep the children away and to scare them away, because she yeah. wasn't meant to be a nice mermaid. She was meant to be quite a scary mermaid, ah, apparently. Yeah, so maybe it was just stay away, children, stay away. Yeah, you get like various, there's lots of different sort of water spirits and things that are mentioned in folklore tales, mm. you know, and like you said, they are normally given as a thing to sort of keep children away from the edge of water, so, you know, don't get too close or the water hag will get you and drag yeah, you in or absolutely. anything like that, so, yeah. ah, very interesting, mm. so, so we start off with an inland mermaid, but let's actually talk about your classic mermaid itself, so, mm-hmm. obviously they're, like we said, they're half female half fish yeah you do get mermen as well but the popular tales do tend to be more about mermaids Mm. because they've got this sort of reputation i suppose of being this sort of gorgeous women sexy fish exactly (laughs) sexy fish luring men sailor men to their death exactly well that's more a siren that's more a siren yeah because the two although they're sort of interchangeable they are completely different Mm. You know, the mermaids are more seen as a good thing to a certain extent, but sirens are seen as mm, a nasty thing. Yeah, more sinister, sort of. They're, like you said, luring poor sailors to their death. To their watery grave. Needy deeds. Mm. Yes. With their singing and all sorts of stuff. Mm. You're a mermaid. Am I? You have this strange infinity with the I sea, wear, don't you? I always wear a mermaid. You have a mermaid around your neck. I absolutely yeah. adore mermaids. Yeah, it's a big sort of fascination with you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I really do. Right. I, I just love the sea. Right. Anything to do with the sea. You do with, and you can sing as well. 
Well, yeah. Not. I don't lure people to their watery death. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. You, 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 <laughs> well, you maybe could, I do. You could make the perfect mermaid because you... you run you, away. You, you, oh, here I go. Look, I'm going to say these things and embarrass myself again, aren't I? You do have a classic beauty to you, Jules. Oh, and stop it. You can sing and you could lure them in. And not only that, Shush. I've seen you as a mermaid. Yeah, I know. I did, did. I did a bit of mermaid modelling. Yeah. You did a photo shoot, didn't I you? Did. You've actually got a mermaid towel, haven't I you? I have. Uh, yes, uh, I really have. Yeah. If you behave, folks, we might be able to persuade Jules to show us a <laughs> oh, picture of herself I as don't a mermaid. Know about that. But we, we can cover up some of the bits that you're not supposed to see. Yes, <laughs> I don't want to scare anyone. <laughs> no, bless you. But I, actually, I I thought they were really really good. Oh, the pictures are excellent, and the painting that the guy did. Yes. Because it was on part and parcel with taking pictures to actually do. A painting of you. Right. The painting is incredible. It's oh, really, really good. Yeah, yeah he really was very good, good actually. Yeah. The way he captured water was was yeah. pretty amazing, yeah, and no, the, the glistening brilliant. of the tail was was yeah. quite lovely yeah, as well. It's really, really great. Yeah. So, where are we going to go with our mermaids? Oh, well, we have got quite a few stories to tell. Uh-huh. Um, shall we start with Snettisham? Okay. We'll start local and then we can branch out, can't we? Indeed, indeed. We do have lots of, well, I say lots of tales. We have a few tales from around the Norfolk coast. Um, As you know, we're very, very much sort of local orientated. We like to share stories about the area that we come from. And Mm. obviously we're Mm. we're a a Norfolk group. So we'll tell you some Norfolk tales to start with. All right then, boy. And then we can expand it some other stuff. And then bless me. But oh no, you know what? There's there's, going to be some of that later on. Because on these stories, I'm going to have to do an impersonation of someone. Apologies. In advance. So, um, would you like to start with um, the Snettisham tale? Yes, yeah. Do you want me to tell it? You can tell it. Okay, well, as we know, mermaids are legendary sea creatures chronicled in maritime history for centuries. And of course, Norfolk is no exception with the half human, half fish creatures spotted in our seas. And yes, folks, we have had quite a few being spotted around Norfolk, which surprised me. Now, legend has it that a strip of coast in the west of the county takes its name from a rather unusual visitor who once landed there. Mermaid Sand near the village of Snettisham in Norfolk is named after a dark-haired siren who was seen there long ago. Now, according to legend, the mermaid or sea woman could magically discard her tail and transform herself into a normal female with the usual number of lower limbs. Now, this enabled her to leave the sea and interact with the local community and even marry unsuspecting mortals Though always naked in her natural habitat, she would modestly wear clothes while on land. That is like Daryl Hannah in Splash. It is, it is indeed, yeah. God, I love that film. Yeah. Do you know what the thing is with this with these mermaid towels? If you look into I suppose a classic example is the Hans Christian Andersen story with yeah, the little, little mermaid. mermaid. Mm-hmm. And um they say that she actually found a I'm trying to remember the story itself, but um she saw a prince on a boat. She got to a certain age, I think she was 15 years of age, and she yeah. was allowed to then go up to the surface and look. And she saw a handsome prince on a boat, and then a storm blew up and the boat sunk. But she saved the prince. That's right. Took him ashore yeah. and left him on the shoreline because she couldn't actually go ashore herself. Mm. And then he was found by another woman. Who claimed she'd, who rescued, claimed she'd him. rescued him. Mm. Of course, the little mermaid had fallen in love with him. But... Um, she then, oh, here we go. I'm trying to remember the. Didn't she wanted to become mortal, didn't she? So That's didn't right. Didn't she visit a witch or 
You've got or it. Or am I yeah. thinking no, Ariel? It, no, no, no. You definitely. She she went to visit a witch <laughs> who then gave her a potion that she could drink mm. that would give her legs, but it would take away her voice. That's it. Yeah, but then she yeah. would get the legs. But the thing is, she was told that if mm. she didn't then marry this prince, yeah. she would then die and turn from being a mortal, uh, uh, a mortal or a mermaid. She would just turn into sea foam, which is what happens to mermaids when they die, apparently. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's one of those really sort of... Quite sad stories. Sad yeah. stories, yeah, because mm-hmm. she does... She takes the potion and she loses her voice and she can't actually speak to him, but he does sort of fall in love with her to a certain extent. But then again, he has to marry the girl that rescued him. Yeah, yeah. And he ends up marrying her. And, of course, this poor little mermaid then mm. then dies. Sad, isn't it? It's quite but, ah, but, no, it's got a happy ending because as she dies, this sort of... The spirits from the sky come and take her away and say, because she was so good-hearted... Because they, they they say if she kills herself or kills the prince mm. and drips his blood onto her legs, mm. she'll turn back into a mermaid again and be oh, able to okay. go back in the water. But she can't do that because she's in love with the prince. She can't do that. So... That story really is quite sad. Though, it is isn't quite it? sad. Yeah, yeah. You know these fairy stories. They're not kind of. They, we grew up with them as kids, and they're quite sinister. A lot. Of I mean, them. Disney's cleaned it up. Yeah. yeah for, for the Little Mermaid, you obviously yeah, yeah, got yeah. you know Ariel one going, and there's uh, with the crab under the sea. <laughs> the badger. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all like not. And there's, I think, there's actually now a live action version of it being made as well. Oh, is there? Uh, apparently so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. So that'd be interesting to see. Did you know? Did you know there is actually a mermaid qualification? you can get now you can actually study yeah because i looked into this you can actually get a qualification for being a real mermaid yeah it's a recognized qualification so a mermaid degree of sorts ish yeah you should do it (laughs) that'd be hilarious what i do with it well you could put it after your name or whatever couldn't you (laughs) i mean i think it should be really cool yeah, but I wouldn't be able to do much with it, would I? I'd certainly stick it on the, the Out There group and say that you're a qualified mermaid, because <laughs> I think that'd be absolutely brilliant. There's not going to be many paranormal groups can be turned to say they've got a mermaid. Well, there a is A qualified that, I guess. mermaid in their team, isn't there? Is there? That. So, yeah, I think that's really that. cool. But yeah, no, they, you, the thing is with these mermaids is um, what they appear to want to do is um, they come out of the water because they want to get themselves a soul. Yeah. Which is a strange thing, because they're seen as like pagan creatures I suppose for mm-hmm. a, a certain extent they don't have a soul as such yeah. which is I think with the little mermaid that's what she wanted to get she would come ashore and she would get the soul if she married this human person she'd get a human soul and they'd be able to live happily ever after mm. which strangely enough leads us on to our next story oh, which the is Sheringham Mermaid. the Sheringham Mermaid night. tell us about this one I think we could share this one Jules it's quite a long story so we'll oh, tell okay. it in a little bit so right. if I start then okay. Sort of share bits as we go along. Okay. okay. Uh, in the mid 15th century, uh, Church of All Saints in Upper Sheringham, there are many delightful carvings. Sorry, in the mid 15th century Church of All Saints in Upper Sheringham, got myself confused there. <laughs> there are many delightful carvings on the ends of the benches, mm-hmm. um, including dragons, lions, cats, and horses. Uh, on the bench nearest the northwest door is an image of a mermaid, a classic image of a mermaid, mm-hmm. holding a mirror and a comb, okay. which you often sort of see mermaids with these things okay this little mermaid however has a tale of her own to tell uh, the story says that she was lured to the church from the sea more than a mile away um, much like how mermaids of myth lured sailors by the sweet singing of the church's congregation interesting okay, okay so 
Do you want to go on? Oh, okay. You want me to tell you this go. bit? You can tell that bit. So, despite having a tail instead of legs, poor little thing dragged herself all the way up from the beach. And trust me, guys, trying to move with a tail isn't fun. <laughs> How on earth she managed to drag herself all the way up from the beach one and a half miles inland to the church is beyond me because quite frankly when I was in my costume I couldn't move that is a long way to go I was literally side rolling into the sea to do my shots it was horrendous (laughs) I wish I'd been there so how how on earth she managed to do that is, is beyond me but when the mermaid got to the church the service was still in full swing However, the church beadle spotted her and cried out, Get you on out, we can't have no mermaids in here. Followed. Somerset. Goodness, that did a bit, we were in Norfolk. (laughs) Followed by rudely slamming the door in the face of the poor mermaid, leaving her on the floor outside. The mermaid, however, was determined to get in. As soon as she was able, she crept into the back of the church. How did she do that? I've no idea. Hmm. <laughs> must have waited until the sort of service was over and then... What, side rolled in? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently she can still be found there today, sitting quite happily on the end of the pew with her comb and mirror in her hands. How did she side roll into a church holding a comb and a mirror? She must have had them in her pocket. <laughs> We're going to get onto this a bit later because there's, there's, right. a few, there's a few questions about mermaids anatomy that I in, need answered. Oh, so. don't look at me. <laughs> now, the carving is said to be in that particular spot because it overlooks the sea. And because as a pagan, she must be far away from the holy altar. OK, other versions of the story say that a mermaid washed up on the beach in bad weather and slithered up the hill. <laughs> slithered. slithered? I mean, that's, that's a new one. You see, how could you slither, slither as up well? the hill. I, I would like to n- meet the person that wrote, wrote this. Yeah, you know, they, they don't obviously know an slither. awful How lot. How can a mermaid slither? Mermaids aren't snakes, are they? No. Let's be honest. I the only thing can... you can really do is sort of commando crawl on your arms. Well, I tried that and it didn't work. No. Maybe that's because my bum's too big. I don't know. But there is that to be. <laughs> but yeah, it's impossible to slither. It's impossible to pull yourself along by your two arms because I tried that too. And trust me, I did. The only way I could move was to side roll along. Couldn't have been a minute of sort of fishy flapping going on. Fishy flapping? <laughs> you keep your fish fingers out of this, you. Here we go. Here we go. <coughs> Nigel's off. It's the fishy fingers. Anyway, where'd I get to? all excited. Honestly. <laughs> I was thinking more fishy flaps himself, but there we go. Oh, my word. Where was I? Right. Come on. Other versions of the story say that the mermaid... Okay. She was slithering, she was slithering up the hill to yes. the church. Yeah. Yeah, we were slithering. In search of a soul. Oh. Okay. She wasn't welcome at the church because everybody believed that mermaids had no soul and were not allowed in God's house. Oh, so was it a fear thing that she was going to steal someone's soul? Soul, maybe? yeah, because I mean there is that sort of thing saying. I mean, like we're touching again with the Little Mermaid story because she was the same thing, going to marry the prince. Because if she married the prince, she thought she'd be able to get part of his soul. Yeah, um, would get a soul herself because mermaids don't have one. Do you know? It makes me so sad because everything to do with pagans is bad, and it's all to do with the church, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's yeah. really quite horrible. When you think about these 
creatures. I mean, okay, we're talking about myth- mythological creatures yeah. to a certain extent, but they, they don't, mermaids especially, don't seem to be doing horrible things. Well, you say that. Oh, here we go. There have been cases of mermaids doing horrible things. Have there? Mm. Okay. Anyway. Okay. There have been other local mermaid tales too. In 1832, a group of fishermen claimed to have caught a mermaid off the Norfolk coast, while another incident was reported by a father and son who had been fishing close to Winterton, which is just up the road from me. Yeah, indeed. Ooh, I know so Winterton very well indeed. Used to live there many I'm going to go fishing off Winterton and see if I can catch me a mermaid. Yeah, do it, do it. But in October 2016, a man claimed to have found the remains of a mermaid washed up on the beach at Great Yarmouth. Now, the creature had obvious fins, a tail, and a decayed head, which looked rather human-like. Now, it was later discovered to be a Halloween prop after locals began to suspect something rather fishy. Fishy, okay. Talking about fishy... Right now, Nigel has been dying to talk about this. We have had things going backwards and forwards on WhatsApp, haven't we? About we have. fishy fingers. Uh, Do your fishy bit, Nigel. Okay. Fish fingers. Oh, that marvellous snack that we can all remember from my childhood. Fish don't have fingers. Mermaids have fingers. But fish fingers have nothing to do with mermaids' fingers. I'm going off track here. Fish fingers actually started... In Great Yarmouth. Did they really? Well, they didn't actually start there. The English version did yeah. from the Bird's Eye Factory oh, at Yarmouth. Okay, okay. Fish fingers go back a little bit further than that. They uh-huh. actually come from America. And they were started by a company called Gorton's. But then um, Clarence Bird's Eye, the good old Bird's Eye guy, took them on board and decided he'd market them instead. So Captain Bird's Eye. That's the badger. Captain Bird's Eye. Captain Bird's Eye. They, first off, they trialled them. They made them with herring. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But as a sort of... A little bit too fishy. ...trial to go alongside them, they made them out of cod as well. Okay. And they tried the two different variations out in Southampton. Okay. And apparently, the cod ones turned out to be more popular than the herring ones, which I didn't expect at all, because the cod ones were just put down as like uh, a sample thing to go alongside it to see what sort yeah. of people thought of the two. Yeah. And the herring ones were like... I was going to say, that is yeah. a little bit too fishy. I was going to say, it's a very sort of fishy taste. Mm. I mean, obviously, for, um, for Yarmouth, when they came out in 1955, the herring fleet business was still big in Yarmouth because yeah. yeah. they were very sort of renowned for the herring fisheries there. So I suppose they were landing a lot of herring, so they thought, let's turn these into fish fingers. But mm. um, apparently, no, they didn't go down too well. But the cod ones did. They probably came up, though, as well, didn't they? Herring tends to repeat, doesn't it? So you probably (laughs) have a bit of a herring savoury back in the 1950s. You're probably sort of reliving it every sort of half an hour or whatever it is. It's not quite the same ring to it, has it? Good Lord. A herring savoury. The weird thing (laughs) is, in America, they're not called fish fingers. Hmm. They're called fish sticks. Are they? Yeah. Well, we decided to call them fish fingers. Well, actually, what happened was, uh, when they came out of the Yarmouth factory, they had a poll yeah. amongst the workforce as to what to call them. Mm. And the staff, they came up with the idea of calling them fish fingers. Oh, right. And the name stuck. Oh. Which is curious. So there we go. I would love to have been part of that discussion. A little bit of useless information I bet for you there you. was a few giggles in that factory. <laughs> 
Can you imagine? <laughs> Fish fingers. Indeed. I know. Mm. I, I'm not even going there, Jules. We've, <laughs> we do, we've refrained from this so far as much as we can this evening. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. Indeedy, deedy, deedy, dee. Right. So there we go. Right. So, so we've done our fishy bit. We have. We're going to Fishy drift. history. We have. We're going to drift off somewhere a little bit different now. Okay. Because... Mermaids, yeah, I mean, okay, we understand the fact that it, it is mythological. It is sort of based on... We haven't found one yet, have we? We haven't indeed. Well, I mean, the mermaids have been around for a jolly long time, haven't they? They certainly have. Let's be honest. I mean, I'm just trying to remember when the first case ah, of the mermaid ah, you was. Did, you did tell me. It was something to do with... Um, Middle East, it was wasn't about it? a thousand BC, wasn't it? I That's think the one. that yep. was one of the earliest mermaid legends, and that was the goddess Artagatis, and she dove into a lake and she took the form of a fish. And that's one of the earliest cases of, yeah. of a mermaid legend. And that's from the sort of Syria area, wasn't that's it? That's right. From that's so. right. And then you obviously have um, the other stories from around or later period than that, about 800 BC, when you're talking about Homer and yes. the stories of the Iliad and the Odyssey. Although in that case, they're talking about sirens, which are different to mermaids. Yes. And the stories sort of change from there. Um, in fact, we'll look at sirens a bit later on. We will. I think we'll, we will. Touch, we'll touch on the next story. We're talking about... Um, We're going travelling. We are indeed. Where are we flying to? We're flying to somewhere tropical and hot oh. and nice and warm. As if we haven't had enough sun, let's have a little bit more. We're going to go to... Fiji. Fiji indeed. We love it in Fiji. And we're going to have a chat or chat about our old friend, Mr Barnum. Okay. And his rather lovely freak show. Mm. His circus of... Peculiar things because there's a story attached to Barnum and his circus that relates to mermaids, and it's the classic start of a hoax that sort of grew and grew and grew, and it's turned into a major thing. Some of you may have heard the term, some of you may not, but we're going to be talking about the Fiji mermaids. Okay, so what it basically is, okay. Like I said, um, famous sideshow impresario uh, P.T. Barnum was the man most directly responsible for the birth and rise, the fame of the legend of the Fiji Mermaid. Okay, um, The hoax became a reality in 1842 when Burnham manipulated the New York Herald and two other newspapers to publish exclusive articles about these elusive mermaids. Okay, Having acquired his own Fiji Mermaid on loan from a certain Mr. Kimball, Barnum was able to make his Fiji Mermaid a hit stumping naturalists and everyday gawkers alike. For decades, people believed that the creepy fish-like creature was in fact real. In reality, it was a well-made con job, cobbled together from a monkey corpse and a large fish. <laughs> but if you Google it, you will see, because there's photographs of it. There I, is photographs I of it. I think yeah. I may have seen it many years ago in Ripley's, I think. I, I do believe Ripley's had them, yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah. But they... <laughs> They are clever fakes, I have to say. I was like, wow, what is that thing? Because, you know, to the untrained eye, it really genuinely looks like a human fish type creature. Yeah, because it's got the head and it's got the arms and it's got the fish tail. It's clever. It is very, very clever, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so soon after Barnum's original display, sideshows all over the world started finding similar mermaids. 
um, go research from the one that Barnum had was found out that it was probably made by Japanese sailors in about 1822. Okay, um, the original one was a uh, 200 year old oddity was supposedly lost in the fire, but a few, few places still claim to have the original True Mermaid. Oh, that always happens. So I was going to say, there's lots of them <laughs> sitting in various sort of museums, especially across yeah. America, mm. where they're saying they've actually got the original P.T. Barnum Fiji Mermaid. Okay, but why do they call it a Fiji mermaid? Yeah, Okay. why is that? It's because um, most shows claim the specimen had been captured in the seas near Fiji. I suppose it's a sort of a place that's far enough away yeah. with a sort of reputation for being tropical and a bit weird. And unknown, exactly. Of course, because yeah. a lot of the people seeing this creature would never have been to Fiji. Yeah. They didn't even know where it was. No, they exactly. look on a map and think, "Where is it?" And it's like an island and out in the middle of nowhere. Also, in that era as, era as well, the maps would always have sea monsters on and things like that, didn't they? They're really old maps. Here be monsters from the 1600s, 1700s. Yeah. You'd get mermaids and sea monsters and. All yeah. kinds of giant squid, and mind you, they have proven giant squid exist. They have, but, yes, yeah. Oh, maybe that means mermaids exist. Who knows? Hey, who knows? See, this is the thing. You don't the sort of depths of the ocean. You don't know what's down there, no. and that is the thing. Think about. It. I mean, some were saying oh, it's a certain, there's only a certain percentage of the ocean that's actually been explored, and it's quite a low percentage. Well, we know more about the moon than we do our own ocean. Yeah, don't we? it's something like about 15 percent of the world's yeah. oceans have been there's explored. A lot we don't the know. rest of it hasn't. Mm. And when you sometimes see, especially when trawlers have trawled the deep, some of the things they trawl up. Stunning. And you look at them and you think they the look weirdest planet, looking things. Do they? No. It's absolutely fascinating. Completely alien. So who knows, folks? Who knows? Indeed, indeed. So, um, Fiji mermaids, yeah? Yes. Um, after Barnum popularized the creature, many of the sideshows adopted variations of the hoax. Some variations that even have fish scales on its tail and its hair around parts of its torso. It was often displayed with its teeth bared and with a menacing wide open mouth. Uh, to scary make them, mermaid. Make them look a bit more scary, but mm. I mean, we don't... We don't see mermaids as scary. We don't. No, we always seen as this, this, like we said earlier on, this beautiful creature that sort of sits on a rock with its tail sort of hanging down, long hair, you know, often not wearing an awful lot. Not wearing an awful lot? I know. Well, that's why men like them, isn't it? Let's exactly. be honest. Well, this is why we're tempted by them. We're quite happy to like dive in and be sort of grabbed by these creatures and <laughs> taken away. I'll bet. Well, there is actually a real difference between mermaids and sirens. Yeah, I, it's the sort of terms interchangeable. When you sort of go back and look, mm. you can separate the stories out. And yep. if you actually look at them, you can see there is a distinct difference. There really, really is. Now... Mermaids are actually half human, half fish. Yep. Whereas sirens are actually half human, half bird. Now this is weird, isn't it? Because yeah. you've got this image that sirens and mermaids are the same. Mm. But they're not. They're really not. No. And even Hollywood's got it completely wrong as well. They have indeed, yeah. So tell us, tell us the history, Nigel. Okay, so sirens actually go back to Greek mythology. Um, 
There's actually a chap called Apollonius of Rhodes in Argonautica in the third century before the Common Era who described the sirens in writing as being part woman and part bird. In fact, there were similar figures with beards that could be labelled as either sirens or as demons as well. Uh, the first sirens are mentioned in Homer's The Odyssey, an island near Scylla and Charybdis is where the sirens lived. They would wake ships and sing their songs to bring death upon sailors. The hero Odysseus managed to pass through the siren territory unscathed by having his crew stuff their ears with wax. However, Odysseus wanted to hear the song of the siren so he had himself tied to the ship's mast so he wouldn't be able to give in to the siren's song. Uh-oh. Ah, so... Today, sirens often used as a synonym, synonym for mermaids. They became popular during the medieval period but actually dated back as early as the 8th century AD where it was written that sirens were sea girls with the body of a maiden but have scaly fish tails in the Anglo-Saxon catalogue Liber Monstorum. The other thing I wanted to sort of touch on is um, we, when we're sharing backwards and forwards across WhatsApp, we shared some videos of what sounded like singing. Yeah. Um, there's videos on YouTube where they say you can hear things singing in the background. The noises we think are probably cetaceans, whales, yeah. or dolphins Definitely making the noises, like it to me. but they do sound, don't they? It's like singing and high pitched wailing and mm. really interesting you can, noises. You can see how a fisherman in the middle of the night, if they've been sailing for a long time and they're tired or whatever, yeah. and they hear these noises and they're just surrounded by darkness and see how they could possibly think it was something like a mermaid because some cetacean sounds do sound very similar to human voices yeah it's completely fascinating stuff mm-hmm. and the other thing that when i was sort of researching this and looking into the noises that you know whales and dolphins make they use infrasound they to do. communicate mm-hmm. which is another fascinating aspect you can look at it because obviously with infrasound we know in the paranormal that um there are certain areas of infrasound that can make you hallucinate or maybe sort of see things and sometimes hear things as well so you're then looking at the possibility that maybe humans were affected by the infrasound that the cetaceans make that made them actually then hallucinate something else Mm -hmm. and see something Mm -hmm. so it's 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 fascinating when you look into it like that like you said it's it's easy to confuse these noises uh, when we go back in, in sort of time, look at medieval times, people don't understand what they are. No. You're out and about on a boat and you start hearing these weird noises. It's quite easy to sort of... Create stories. Exactly. And... Suppose that they are. But if they feel, they genuinely feel that they're seeing something and, you know, they genuinely feel that they're hearing something, they're going to try and figure out what on earth it could be. And if it sounds like a woman or a female in the ocean... Yeah they're going to put two and two together and think it is a mermaid. And of course, if it is a dolphin and you don't see the top half of the dolphin, you see the tail, then you're going to start assuming the noise is there, the tail is there. Fish don't make noises like that. No. Well, there was also, um, they used to, there was dugongs and things like that and the manatees that they used to mistake for mermaids as well. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So it's it's quite easy to be fooled by these things. Mm. Which leads me on to another classic hoax that we were going to sort of touch on earlier but I'm going to touch on it now yeah. and it's the classic Animal Planet one. Oh yes. 
Yeah. Did you guys ever see that? That tree. There was two of them, wasn't there? There was two of them. Yeah. There was Fascinating. The, the first one was the body that was washed up, wasn't yeah. it? And then they went on. That was I think it was um, 2012. They showed mm. that one on the television. They went on a year later to produce this one. Um, there was allegedly some divers from um, Oceanographic Institute somewhere yeah, that were yeah. in a submersible. I think off the coast of Greenland, if I remember rightly. And they're doing a survey, and all of a sudden this hand just suddenly appears and bangs on the glass outside oh, and, and then you're you like, see the face yeah thing oh. sort of flits by doesn't yeah. it and yeah you're sucked completely in by it and i'm i first saw this before i found out it was a hoax yeah. so i'm looking at it thinking wow bloody <laughs> hell what is that isn't it one of the most watched um videos on Oh, um, it was, yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. They amazing. didn't say to clever. start with that it was a hoax. No, I know. They actually had you thinking, and the, the two guys, if you, I'm going to put a link to the video um, actually in the description for this podcast so you can watch it yourselves if you haven't seen it already. The two guys, the two actors that they get to tell the story are so believable. Yeah. You're sitting there and you're thinking, oh my God, this is real. Oh, until you realise that it is a complete and utter hoax, but it is a brilliant hoax. It's a very clever hoax. Absolutely amazing. And yeah. it's certainly worth watching. I'm also going to put on um, a video that we got of a guy listening to um, Cetacean singing as well. Mm-hmm. So you can hear that too. Can you hear what we're talking about there? Because the great thing is with these, we can put them on so you can actually sort of see them. Yeah fascinating stuff truly truly is it is indeed you know before we wind this up Jules there's some weird thing that I need to ask oh no I know oh no what it's been playing on my mind oh no what what are you going to ask are you going to embarrass me no not at all I'm just thinking oh. about just thinking about mermaids in general right okay mm-hmm. so they've got like a, a top half of a lady yes. and a bottom half of a fish right okay yeah they got boobs Oh, here we go. But they've not got any... What? Fishy bits? Fishy flaps. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake, Night. So how do how do mermaids reproduce? Or do they not reproduce? <laughs> or if... Well, I suppose we're talking about being mythological creatures, but to me it's like... You're going to be a sailor. You're going to be going after mermaid. Well, look, how you can see the long do... hair and the beautiful face. You can see the mermaid's boobs. How do boobs. dolphins reproduce? How do whales reproduce? I suppose there is, yeah, okay. Well, it's a similar way. Well, I thought it'd be like the way the fish do, you know, whether they lay the eggs and the male comes up and no, squirts it... stuff over it. Oh, for goodness' sake! <laughs> <laughs> what chocolate sauce? <laughs> Peanut butter? Why? Why is this in my head, Jules? Why is oh, this in my head? Because it's you. I know, because it's me and I Lovable, have to Lovable, pervy rogue. I have to weird, weird think about these weird things. <laughs> the same way whales and dolphins do, without going into detail. That's true. You because get a, a man whale and a man... No, let me start again. You get a man whale and a woman... <laughs> And yes, they come together and make friends. You weren't they, you weren't expecting this, were you? And they love each other very much. They do indeed. And, and then they, they get married and have small children and live happily right. ever after. Yes, indeed. Okay, that's All fair right. enough. I think I've got it now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I had to ask though. I know I'm really sorry about that. And on that, I think I can probably leave you to finish it off. Okay, Jules. So I'll leave you to that. 
and you can wind up the whole proceedings if I can find the thing on the screen for you, which I've now got rid of. There oh, no. I know. I'm Goodness s- sake. sorry. So, you know, we've had our discussion about these mythical, wonderful, beautiful and rather scary mermaids and sirens. You know, but it, it still makes me wonder what is the truth behind these elusive, scaly maidens of peril? And beauty. You know, are the sightings and strange sounds simply cetaceans of the ocean? Possibly. Or maybe something more. Behind these fascinating tales of mythology, perhaps something really does lurk with the dark realms of the ocean. Or maybe these are just stories. Wonderful stories told by those travelling at sea, simply craving a little company on those dark nights. We do know that the creators of maps, as I was saying earlier, during the 16th and early 17th century, enjoyed a little bit of creative licence, painting beautifully and rather dramatic sea monsters onto their maps to entice and fascinate those would-be explorers or maybe even scare them away Indeed. as to what could possibly lie in unexplored waters. And we're talking here about a really vast expanse of water, of, like we said before, which we know very little about. We have explored around 9 to 12% of our oceans, so who knows what is hiding in the other 90%. That's a lot of water. Uh, I guess until we're technologically advanced enough to travel every inch into our planet's murky and watery depths. Well, Nige, the jury's out on this one for now. I think it is. And on that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to leave you this story and Mm. say our goodbyes. So, thank you once again for listening to us. It's really great to be back podcasting again and we have more tales coming your way we do less fishy not so fishy (laughs) i think actually the next one is going to be rather gruesome oh looking forward to that one we will come back to uh more cryptozoology and things like that we will do yeah we've 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 got quite a quite a few stories we've got a few stories to tell and we do have um a specialist in cryptozoology lined up that Mm. we're going to have a chat with further down the line as well i know i'm so excited yeah it's 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 great we're trying to touch on all aspects of the paranormal as you know and um there's a lot to touch on yeah, kicking off the spooky season with mermaids is a little bit strange, but then again, we just Why thought it was not? nice to wind up the end of a it's glorious a story summer. It's close to my heart. Indeed and, it is. Yeah. You know, I always wear my little mermaid necklace. You do Never indeed. take it off. Yeah. She's always with me. That's why I wanted to tell it. And you wanted so much to talk about mermaids, so I thought, yeah, we've got to do it. Put up with me. Just for you. <laughs> so there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. Take care.